Life's a Mitch. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 41 of Life's a Mitch. My goodness, climbing that rung 41 episodes in and I still don't have any hair on my head. Stop, drop and roll, <laughs> Mitch, you're on fire, champion. So this this week we're travelling back to the United States. Uh, my next guest has been another collaboration. If you cast your minds back to episode, I think it was 20, 25, I spoke to Bianca Walwick about imposter syndrome and uh, she was kind enough to... Um, tell me some people to interact with like Aaron Bohr, self, and this next gentleman who I've appeared on his podcast, but he's an actor, a muso, musician, we call musos for short, mm-hmm. a comedian, a podcaster, and all around he's, he's about as handsome as, as a man can get. And, oh, God. Uh, I'd like to introduce <laughs> Mr. Mike Valdez. How are you, sir? What's up, man? That is so kind. I mean, I mean, it's mostly you mostly read my website, including the he's the most handsome man that I've ever met. Um, handsome man dot com. Yeah. Handsome man dot com. That's uh, and dot org because it's an organization. Um, but yeah, I yeah, man, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. I um, see a shout out to Bianca. You know, thank you for setting us up. I hope you're well. And uh, so we, uh, we, we, we spoke like, by the time this comes out. It would have been weeks mm-hmm. ago, but we spoke by the time of this recording last week and we did an yeah. episode of your podcast. We sure did. Now, I was wondering, could you just give us like a rundown as to what your podcast is all about and uh, just a, like a, you know, a bit of a recap as to what, what, you, what got you involved in podcasting to start with, please? Of course. Yeah. So... I am a huge podcast fan. I love talking to people much like you. I just love storytelling and I love hearing people's stories. So I started a podcast uh, about childhood and nostalgia just because those are the things that I find most interesting about people, about how they grew up and what their dreams were when they were kids, because I, I've come to find that it really mirrors who you are now as an adult. So I started this podcast called Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez, and it is basically, I mean, it's a comedy podcast at the end of the day, but I bring people from the entertainment business. Some of them are just my friends and they have nothing to do with the entertainment business, Um, but but it's mostly just entertainers and all kinds of people like in that realm, and we just talk about childhood memories and um and it's it's kind of crazy the feedback that i've gotten from it how people have told me you know you think you live in this like really unique childhood but a lot of us are very similar especially uh, especially if we grew up in the States, like, you know, uh, if we have first world problems, as you, as you would say, um, a lot of us have kind of lived through the same exact things, uh, thinking that we're unique and things like that. Um, and also, you know, it, it's, it's also just, I, I don't know, I, I find it very important uh, to not lose that sense of childlike wonder, because that was the kid that believed in the magic. You know, that was the kid that believed that you could do things and there was nothing really telling you that you couldn't, you know, there wasn't um, like life wasn't in the way telling you, well, you have to do this thing that you don't like now because of whatever reason. And uh, I've come to find that making sure that that kid is happy 
uh, is definitely what helps you not only succeed, but also helps you feel fulfilled because you look back and you start to realize, wow, I've actually done a lot more than I realize because you kind of have these blinders on when you're in the entertainment business. You know, you have these blinders that are like, what's next, what's next, what's next? And the truth of the matter is sometimes it's okay to just stop and look at what you've done and just realize, wow, I've actually gotten really far and the 10-year-old version of me would be so stoked that this is even possible, you know? So, um, so basically that's the gist of the podcast. Um, there's of course funny bits in there. I mean, we, we review a box of cereal on every podcast, you know, because cereal is the all encompassing food of childhood, you know? So I usually have very specific cereals for people. Sometimes it's just for the joke of it. Sometimes it's because it reminds me of them, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we actually had you on recently, and I'm not sure when this is coming out, but it'll be out fairly soon. Hopefully we're going to try to schedule them to be out around the same time. Yep. So that way it's, it'll be easy for people to find your episode and people to find my episode on yours. Yep. Well, um, it should be. Yeah. So when yours comes out, a time of recording, we'll do it within a week of each other. So of we'll, course. We'll yeah. there. So it's funny. You talk about like, um, like being, a, being a child and thinking mm-hmm. back to, you know, that escapism. I'm a, I'm a, self-opposed pop culture nerd and i love you know yeah. all things nerddom fandom and it, it, you know i was into anime i was into dragon ball z as well i was into like yeah. series books uh, video games so cast your mind back to when you were 10 year old mike or even earlier of what was course. your early what was the earliest fandom you ever had of anything oh my gosh that's such a great question i'm mitch kelly <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's so good. Um, man, I, I mean, so I never talk about this very often because I'm usually on the other side of the of the podcast. So I'm usually asking people what their fandoms are. So mm. it's funny. Like it kind of throws me for a loop when people ask me the questions I ask other people, because I'm like, you know, I don't know what my favorite serial is. I don't know what my favorite fandom is. Like I've never been asked that because like, I'm usually used to asking other people, but earliest fandom, man, I was looking through photos of when I was maybe two years old yeah. and everywhere that, Every picture that I had of me and and granted, dude, I peaked when I was like three or four. I was the <laughs> cutest kid, man. I mean, I was so freaking cute. And um, I would always have this Alf doll everywhere with me. Did, did you guys watch Alf in, in the Australia? Yeah, and he was made uh, famous on The Simpsons. Remember, Alf, he's back in Pogs. Exactly. You traded myself for Pogs? I love I love that you know that reference that makes me so happy so I um you know I I don't remember ever watching Alf you know be and and uh but I I remember watching or I remember seeing all these photos and and that Alf was like my best friend he's like in every single photo and so I did some research and I and I found out that Alf was off the air years after I was born. <laughs> so I was like, where is this doll from? Like, com- where, where? So I asked my mom 
and my mom said uh I asked I asked her like hey where did you find this elf doll and she was like I don't know like Toys R Us or something and then I showed her the IMDB of like you know this show ended in like 86 or something or like maybe a little bit further than that but I was like I couldn't have possibly known what this show was like it's it's impossible and then it turns out she might have gotten it at like a garage sale or something who knows because we we weren't super well off growing up but uh but yeah i mean my mom was was still awesome regardless of whether we were well off or not you know she was she was the best but um but yeah i <laughs> it's just such a funny thing and also this is another thing too mitch and i've told a couple friends this and it kind of bothers me because my mom is the person who follow who she'll she'll keep everything so she's a hoarder that's what we call she's a, yeah a she's a hoarder yeah. so she has everything from my childhood except for this alf doll every single thing she has i mean she has all of my teeth like she's gonna make a weird necklace out of them you know but she doesn't have this one alf doll and i was like man it would be so cool to have that now you know especially considering you know how i have a podcast about childhood and like that's like the thing that apparently in all these pictures that was like my best friend you know um but yeah all that to say i'm still looking for this alf doll that i have no idea where it's from uh i've looked on ebay and everything um there's used ones that i'm sure have plenty of diseases on them um but but uh the the other ones I, i'm just not willing to pay that much for a brand new one um so i'm kind of just either either willing to take the risk on all the diseases you know from a from a ten dollar one on ebay or just trust a friend who had one you know and just says hey i had this and i heard your podcast so here you go it's, you know or whatever i apply but, that i apply that principle similarly to going back to an ex-girlfriend i mean is it worth all the diseases <laughs> <laughs> very true and, that is very true that's why your childhood mirrors so much of your adulthood you know because (laughs) if tinder was around when i was a kid i would have been swiping like a demon i'll tell you (laughs) (laughs) that's so good dude i mean i'm so glad you're recording this now and i told you this before we started but the truth is man like you're one of the funniest people ever dude like like you're so naturally funny like it's unreal how funny you are and uh it like kind of blows my mind that you don't do stand-up you know what i mean but like i mean and granted you talked about it a bit you you were a stand-up for a little while and we talked about it on my on the episode of my podcast um but and even then you were like, you were still kind of crossing the line. I think you got in trouble by some teachers or some yeah, it was like, were, like was... cursing on stage and you were 10. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. 10 year old Mitch was an absolute deviant of a kid. So we had a talent quest. So that's what we call it. Like you probably you have talent quest. And yeah. my thing in year five or six was to do stand up comedy. And, you know, I was making fun of like, oh, you know, how good are those cleaners? They're garbage, but I'm tish like shit like that. <laughs> Sure. It was You're 10. The, the content was horrendous. And 
well you're 10 mitch like it's yeah. obvious like you're not gonna have like you know your your jokes are mostly gonna be what's the deal with peanut butter like it's <laughs> not gonna be it's not gonna be anything like revolutionary you're 10 you know? uh, what's the deal with vegemite it's high on vitamin d <laughs> right? but these girls want vitamin d you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So there used to be a, a like an ad campaign. I'll send you a, a YouTube link. It's the, the you know Vegemite Australian spread, and um, mm-hmm. the the song was a happy little Vegemite as bright as bright can be. We all enjoy <laughs> Vegemite for breakfast, lunch, and tea. Now, like, and that song goes on and on. I'll let you watch it and yeah. make your own mind up. But like, I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, who the fuck wants this bitter like um, sandwich spread for dinner, breakfast, and like and lunch? I'm right. like, well, I don't mind it, but like. For fuck's sake, calm down. You're going to make fat kids out of us all, Vegemite. <laughs> right. Just like... So here's the thing about Vegemite is I've I've actually never had it. But from I'm my gonna understanding, send you I'm going to send you some. Please do. Oh, by the way, you on my podcast, you told me that you have me, uh, Milo cereal. Yeah, we do. I'll send you a box of that too if you want. It's nuts, dude. Like Milo is so It's not amazing. quite nuts. It's chocolate little flakes, but <laughs> sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> yeah i was setting myself up there <laughs> um yeah man i mean you gotta you you gotta like send me to your like we gotta facetime you at your grocery store or something and i'll just like send you i'll, I'll like venmo you or something and just and you can send me the stuff that like the cereals that i wish that we had in the states you know but but yeah vegemite is is a thing that i was thinking about and it, I feel like the Australian friends that I that I've known, I think like the prank is, oh, yeah, here, have a spoonful of Vegemite. It's so good. Who, no one and does it's that. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, you have it on toast like, or I love it. I love it. You know, you, you like nice warm butter on a piece of toast, Vegemite on top, you know, that crappy right. little plastic cheese slice right? that, that on top of that, we call it plastic cheese. And then that is a good breakfast. But Okay, I'm going to debunk a myth for you right now. If Please. anyone says to you Australians eat Vegemite on the, off the spoon, they're fucking idiots and they're wrong. <laughs> well, let's good. let's go and have a, you know, other popular misconceptions that we don't fucking ride kangaroos to work, okay? <laughs> we share Ubers I with mean, them. <laughs> we share Ubers. I mean, let's be honest. If you rode kangaroos to work, that would be awesome. <laughs> Like you just get in a kangaroo <laughs> pouch and then it just takes you to work. That 20, would be amazing. 20 hops to the gallon. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh my God. Oh. That would be amazing, dude. I'm, I'm Mitch Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so um, great. I love it. And um, so anyways, Vegemite. Yeah. What a, how shit. So talk about fandoms and we wished it on to Vegemite. So this episode is going to be called Tangents because that's where we're oh. going. Oh, yeah, dude. First of all, I am the tangent king. I'm <laughs> all about tangents. That's like a huge issue with my brain. I, in fact, you could say that about my career because like I'm an actor, a comedian, uh, a singer songwriter, a podcaster. Like, what is this guy? He's everything. Like- well, that's, that's one thing I wanted to ask you as well is that. Yeah. Um, so I just spoke to uh, yesterday, I filmed an episode with a guy named Mark Fennell. Mark Fennell mm. is the host of the game show I was on. Yeah. And he's a podcaster, a, a news anchor, a very pr- predominant um, Australian media figure here. Mm. And um, so 
an award-winning journalist and an absolutely handsome gentleman. I was sort of half hitting on him. It was kind of <laughs> awkward. And um, and he, I said to him, you know, to be successful, you know, what's the equation? And you just said the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. you can't do – say if you want to be an actor. Okay, awesome. If you get your sights solely set on being an actor and you don't get it, you'll be crushed. But if you mm-hmm. spin some plates in potentially being a cinem- cinematographer, a producer, mm-hmm. a comedian or whatever. So, like, what got you into the entertainment industry and – what do you think and what are some of the projects you worked on and what's the winning formula to be successful do you think oh man that's those are all very good questions and also very loaded questions um but (laughs) yeah um i so here's the thing that got me into the entertainment business so as a kid in fact i (laughs) this is it's gonna be a dark story but then it's gonna get better so when I was a kid, I was really into space. I loved, uh, I loved uh, anything space and science related. And I remember at one point, I might have been in fourth or fifth grade. Our science teacher showed us <laughs> video footage of the I forget what the name of the. Oh my gosh, I I forget the name of the shuttle. Um, but it was the. Um, it wasn't. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, people are screaming at their phones right now. Um, <laughs> but there was a um anyway, there are was we a, are there we was, on a path to discovery? Ding. Yeah, e- exactly. There was a um so there was a tragic uh shuttle explosion that happened in the 80s, I believe. Um, and my science teacher thought that it would be nice to show that to children. Um, and she did that. And I was like, "Uh Oh, I can't be uh, an astronaut because I might die. Um, is it the space shuttle challenger? Yes, it was the challenger. Yes, absolutely. No, you're good. As long as it's with the, what that was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was the challenger explosion. And uh, she showed us the Challenger explosion footage. And it was really tragic considering, for one, I mean, it, it was the first explosion for a shuttle to ever happen uh, ever in the in the States uh, with people in it. And also there was a science teacher that was in it as well. Um, so it was crazy. Anyway, all that to say, I was like, man, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, you know, because that's, I don't know if you remember being a kid, but. When I was a kid, everything was about like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And mm. I don't know, man. Like, and, and of course, like when I was young, I was like, I want to be a dinosaur, you know? And then like, you know, you get older and then you're like, okay, I can't be a dinosaur. Like I'm a person. So I guess like I'll be a doctor. <laughs> I like how it takes you, you know? to be <laughs> your adult years to realize you can't be a dinosaur. That's fantastic. <laughs> it was mostly me. Like it's, not, <laughs> it's the other kids. But yeah, for me, I was like, well, I guess I can't be a dinosaur so i should be something else um so uh another early memory as well was that i wanted to be a dentist because i wanted to work on people's smiles which i thought was really metaphorical considering that i'm a comedian now and i'm basically working on people's smiles from the inside and so um yeah I, i thought that that was really interesting and cool when i found that out uh i i was listening to some old tapes from when i was like one or two years old um and uh and anyway all that to say maybe a year later i watched this movie called october sky 
and this movie has Jake Gyllenhaal in it and it's a movie about space and and uh and about him building rockets and things like that and that was the movie that made me realize wait a second if I'm an actor I can be anything so I want to be an actor because then then I could be a lawyer I could be an astronaut I could be a I could be a dinosaur like I can be anything you know and so it could be yeah. a tree yeah I can be anything so that was I think that was the opening like my mind expanding into like I want to be an actor because of course I had acted in church plays and school plays and things like that but I just did that for fun controversial topic did you act as a dinosaur in a church play (laughs) I would have loved that I would have loved that, dude. I would have been so cool. Yeah, dude, just coming out like a T Rex at church, like next to Jesus on the cross, just like oh, look, it's it's Jesiosaurus. Yeah, I would have loved it. Dinosaur with sandals on. <laughs> dinosaur with sandals on. Of oh, course, should, pro- should probably be of careful course. for all of our religious listeners and stuff. No, that's totally fine. They don't believe in dinosaurs. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. it's one of your best, mate. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, so yeah, that's that's like what kind of opened my brain to be like, I want to be an actor. And then, of course, you know, watching comedies and things like that was like these are the kind of things that I want to do. I want to make people laugh and all these kinds of things. And then maybe now, now acting was always like a thing. And then music kind of came in around high school where I wanted to start writing songs because I wanted to start getting girls attention. And so I started writing songs and, and all this stuff and it wasn't working. I wasn't getting any girls attention, uh, but I had a lot of material. <laughs> so I was uh, I, I was writing a bunch of songs uh, during high school and things like that. And uh, and I started a project uh, at the time called On the Contrary. And that was we had like a big MySpace and, you know, all oh, these different things. Nostalgia. Yeah. MySpace was great. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I played many shows uh, with that under that umbrella, under the On the Contrary banner. Um, and uh, and yeah. And and of course, always wanting to be an actor, loving acting and things like that, but never having done it professionally at the time. And then maybe at about 18 or so when I moved out, you know, of the house and and I started uh, going to college, um, I started kind of learning about the business a little bit where I was like, okay, well, you need an agent and you need this and you need to do that. So that's when I started you know, kind of slowly getting into the entertainment business like that. Um, and then, man, it's been, this is, this is just a, a crazy story how all of this happens. It's, it's a long story, but um, anyway, all that to say, um, you know, I, I, of course, still writing music, still acting and doing little things here and there, little commercials, little local commercials. Um, and um And then maybe maybe like 10 years into the business or so, uh, I moved out to Los Angeles. And when I moved out to Los Angeles, I had a meeting with a manager and she was like, you need to start taking improv classes or whatever. And I couldn't take improv classes because they were too expensive. So I just started doing stand up instead because it was free. 
And um, now the reason why I share that story is because one of the things that I like to say is that I didn't find stand up. I feel like stand up found me because it was something that I would have never thought to do until I was put in a place where I had to do it, you know, because I was scared to do stand up. Like I would have, I, I mean, it was the only thing before I started uh, in the business where I was just such a legitimate fan. And I was like, I could never do this. You know, like I could never do what, you know, Patton Oswalt does. I could never do what Bill Burr does. Like I can't do that. And it wasn't until it was like, well, you got no choice, man. You just got to do it, you know? Mm. And, and then I was like, well, I guess I will. And then I fell in love with it and I haven't stopped because it, it hasn't stopped being fun yet. That's cool. So, I like hearing stories like that. It's like a sink or swim sort of effect. And exactly, um, you know, I've never really um, been exposed or my one claim to fame was I was an extra on an Australian soap here called Home and Away. It's a beach show. It's kind of like, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know, whatever beach shows are. It's been going for about 40,000 years. And um, <laughs> okay. Baywatch, I've, kind of like Baywatch. Sort of, kind of, but it was a daily, um, a daily like episode release. And Australian okay. acting is predominantly shithouse. Um, okay. <laughs> so it was like they sat me in the background, and I, um, there was so there's a, a restaurant called the diner, it's like a beach, yeah, like, um, cafe or your breakfast, anyway. So I'm there in the background eat with these two guys from Zimbabwe eating chicken sandwiches and just talking about cricket all day. And there's right. a back then, there was a, a character called Colleen, and she was this real nosy old bitty who just had this catchphrase, you who only me, and for fuck's sake. To get 90 <laughs> seconds of dialogue, it took a 22 takes. And oh my God, a small piece of me died that day. And <laughs> I, I had too many strawberry milkshakes and I had to do a shit. So that the scene that they nailed is I'm not in the background because I'm off dumping in the port loop. Still got paid. They're like, that's it. And they wrapped up and the director's like, good job, mate. You went in the scene, but we'll still pay you. I'm like, yeah, maybe they should. I'm thinking to myself, maybe they should take that money and have that thing unclogged because I destroyed it. Hey, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So funny. Oh. oh, my God, dude. That's great. I couldn't even I mean, be an extra properly. <laughs> I mean, it makes me it makes me happy that they still paid you. But yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I did some extra work as well when I was first starting, which like I always tell people whenever they're like. Because look, man, I've been lucky enough to be on things, you know, that people have seen every once in a while. Drop some, like, drop some names, you know, drop some names. So, humble brag. <laughs> no, it's I mean, it's not really about that, because this is kind of the thing that I've noticed is like you're only famous to people that have seen you in things. You know what I mean? So like I was in a Jonas Brothers music video. I was That's... in a uh, Imagine Dragons music video, all these things. You know, to someone who doesn't watch Jonas Brothers videos, that means nothing to them. Yeah. I just you know what of, I mean? I just thought of a pickup line. Sure. Go ahead. Just like you go up to someone. Are you famous? No. Why? Because I could see myself in you. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I, I, thought, oh, I thought that was funny than it was. Good job, Mitch, you dickhead. <laughs> Sorry. That's great. I've interrupted no, your story. Good. No, it's totally fine. But that's exactly what it is, though. Like, it's, you know, you're you're famous to people who like, like, for example, um, I did this really small, like, ad for something and it ended up 
being played on the Super Bowl, right? And yeah. I got messages like nobody's business from people like, wow, oh my gosh, you're famous. And it's like, dude, I got paid like $300 for this. Like, I'm not famous. I'm just some guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm nothing, you know? Um, But, you know, of course, which again, it's kind of the scary thing is like, you know, fame is kind of changing, you know, where it's like, you know, you're famous if you're just a person that's on Instagram, you know what I mean? And like, that's all you do, you know, like you don't, you don't act, you don't have talent. You're just like on Instagram, you know, and Took a photo of a grapefruit once put a black and white tone on it and hashtag life. There you go. That's what you're supposed to do. And and if you want a really funny meme, just put uh put a picture of a frog and just save my life because that apparently is the funniest meme in the internet. Um, I should I do my Kermit, I should do my Kermit impression for you right now. <laughs> You've done it before, but for your listeners, this is great. Let's hi, do it again. Hi ho! Welcome to Kermit's <laughs> best hits. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I love it. That's so good. So yeah, dude. I mean. Anyway, I've I've been I've been lucky enough to be in a lot of these different things, you know, um, at the end of the day, it's work, you know, um, at least that's how I see it. You know, I see it as work, um, just like how somebody who works in, you know, like, for example, my dad works in ventilation, you know, now my dad uh, what something that he'll do is he'll make up plans for uh, for arenas or for restaurants or whatever, saying this is what we're going to do. These are the prices that we can give you all this stuff. And that usually takes him a couple of days of work. And then he goes and presents it to the company. Now, he might not even get this job. Right. Um, but if he does get the job, then he gets a great amount of profit from it. That is no different from being an actor. When you're an actor, you go in, you audition for something, they tell you how much money you could possibly make, but for whatever reason, they go for somebody who looks exactly like you and and is, you know, an inch taller or whatever. You know, it's always it's always something very minuscule like that. You know, it's quite literally the exact same thing, you know, um and so yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's a trip. I mean, I love it. I again, I wouldn't keep doing it if I didn't love it, you know, but um, but yeah, there's definitely a sickness for <laughs> for people that are in the entertainment business that are like that's in their head. And if they haven't admitted that to themselves, then there's something wrong with their psyche, you know, <laughs> for sure. And like yeah. and for in, in a business where you have to stay relevant, you know, you can't, yeah. you know, like I just, uh, I was on fake doctors, real friends podcast. I spoke to Zach Braff yeah. on phase on and Zach was talking about um, like some of the plates he spun. So obviously he's an actor. We all know him as JD and other roles. He's a director. He's a cinematographer. Donald Faison, you know, he's done lots of voiceover work. He's actually a, an actor as well. And he's a, He's a stop motion animator as well, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to stay relevant all this lot like, for this entire time, you can't, you know, you, you have to be, you have to look after yourself, your image. I mean, right. I'm, I'm not in the entertainment industry. Maybe one day I'd, I'd like to get into a sure. radio gig somewhere like, and just because the idea for me to entertain people, that's, that's why I do this. Cause I love like the of person who loves the sound of voices. Mitch the most is probably Mitch. Let's face it. <laughs> and, uh, 
I take um I take I don't know if that's necessarily true, Mitch, just to let you know. I don't think that's true. I, I think people because you first of all, your audience loves your voice or else they wouldn't subscribe to your podcast. And also, I love your voice. I think that you're a very funny person. I just complimented you twice for no reason. I mean, you're not paying me to do this. You know, so like I mean, I'm just I'm just being honest here. Like clearly you're very good at your job or at least like this this aspect of of the entertainment business so why not go for it thank you sir i appreciate you know? that i'll pay you in milo and vegemont has that sound <laughs> that's good enough for me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know like it's you know i'd love to i'm just trying to find that you know that the breakthrough moment like i interviewing another um famous Australian comedian and uh, next week yeah. uh, I appeared on his podcast. Uh, so they do a podcast called Matt and Alex Auto breakfast. And they used to host a, okay. a national broadcasting um, station is called triple J and he and okay. Alex, him, he and Alex were breakfast. So of that now they've got this podcast. He's a stand up comic. He's like yourself, an actor, a comic, uh, a writer. And he's got his own show on Hulu. Um, not bad for a guy from Brisbane. So he's doing well. And, uh, and I don't know, like I just, I don't know the winning equation. I just, I'm trying to organize some work experience. So I do, I like I volunteer up at a local station. It's community radio. It's, it's three hours a fortnight. And, but the system there is older and I want more out of it. Like the more I do this, the more eager I am to make this like a, a living off of. And right. Mining's fine. The money's good, but the toll it has on the, on my body. Um, a lot of people out there are fine, but, we do 12 hour shifts, man. And this weekend, starting tonight till Sunday, I do three 12 hour shifts, seven or seven. And I yeah. choose to do it. That's on me. But I'm looking to take that next step out. So, you know, if I'm just trying to find that winning equation, I'm happily move and I'll, I'll pay for my own tuition if I have to, to get ahead. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just trying to find that, um, that one person who is this episode or is an episode. Or, you know, the, the one collaboration that might be able to take me that step forward. But in the meantime, I'll keep creating and we'll see how we go. Of course. So here's the thing, Mitch. It, this is something that I've learned. And I think I'm trying to, to say this the correct way here. But like, I, I think that the winning equation to this is that everyone has their own winning equation. Like there's no, it's almost like, like anything. It's like, it's like dieting. It's like anything. It's like going to the gym. It's like, you know, whatever. Some people, a keto diet works. Some people being vegan works. Some people doing whatever, like everybody is different. Just like everybody is different, you know? And, and that's kind of the thing where like, I can't, sadly, I, if I had the keys to the world, I'd give them to you. You know, because I just don't like I know I know what's worked for me. And to be fair, I also don't know what's worked for me because sometimes in the entertainment business, it's just about being being good at the time when you were needed, you know, mm. and that's really what's what's more important than the fact that you're good. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the weird because because look, man, I'm the same as you where like I will, you know, just to put podcasting in in there, you know, there were times when I was first starting where I was like, oh, man, I got this great interview. I'm going to get a lot of listens. And it's like the least listened to episode of my podcast. The more the most listened to podcast is like a friend that like isn't even in the entertainment business, like is just like some guy, but 
everybody just loves the banter of us laughing and making jokes the whole time, mm. you know, and that's really and and you just sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes you just don't know. And there's a really liberating feeling. So this is something that sounds really bleak, but I assure you that it's actually very liberating at the same time. And that is it all kind of doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like it does, but it like kind of doesn't, you know, because at the end of the day, man, as long as you're doing the things that are making you happy, then you're winning. Like, that's it. That's that's the key to success is happiness. And you can be happy, you know, working in a mining job. You can be happy being an actor. You can be. And and if and look, man, and this is the thing we talk about on my podcast. If you're doing your job and you don't like it, you'd rather be doing something else than do that other thing. Amen, bro. You know, Amen. Yeah. Like do that other thing. There's no reason you know, it's like it's like that classic Jim Carrey thing that he talked about where like his dad worked at a job that he hated and the guy still got fired. And then I and then he realized, like, if you can get fired at the thing that you hate, like, why not fail at the thing that you love? That's right. You know, right. like, what's the point? You that's know what right. I mean? So, like, why live a miserable life? You know, and that's and that's why I say like something something like you know, it kind of doesn't matter, you know, because because nothing matters as much as you think it does is what is really what I mean. We are, you know? worst, we are our worst critics. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. Of course. Like, you know, and I'm, look, I'm somewhat spiritual in terms yeah. of like belief and stuff. And that's me. That's my thing. So, yeah, we believe in dinosaurs. That's fine. Yeah. Like, you know, like- <laughs> if I could come back as a dinosaur, yeah, I'd be a triceratops <laughs> because I'd just be ramming shit all day. It's like, Hell yeah, dude. And I'm, and I'm like, I've got the same physique, a fat ass, and I'm low to the ground. <laughs> I'm like a Cadillac. I'd, I'd be a Pechycephalosaurus, dude. Like, I would be, um, it just, I don't know if you know what a Pechycephalosaurus no is, but no idea for any, for, uh, okay, so I actually really do love dinosaurs, but like, so, so this is a little, little lesson on what a Pechycephalosaurus is. It is, its head is 100% skull. It, its brain is in its tail so it has an ass brain like i wow. would 100 i would 100 percent be a pachycephalosaurus just the the dumbest dinosaur that's like- cool i was with it <laughs> i was with a girl once and she said yeah i think with your dick so i responded <laughs> you can blow my mind <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> And then you got laid. That's what happens. Pachycephalosaurus. It sounds like the the ancient version of syphilis, doesn't it? I got it a case sure of pachycephalus. Woof. It sure it, does. It affects me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I digress, Mitch. So you're a very spiritual person. <laughs> it's difficult for us to get back on track with this. Pachycephalus so, sore ass. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, we are. Okay. Dude. Yeah. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're but back. yeah, I just, and I, I'm a firm believer in that, like whatever you put out in the universe, you know, the energy, you know, yeah. you're all, you know, it sounds similar to the secret, whatever. Um, I'm a, I'm a man of faith. I believe in God as well, but Same. you know, that's, that's my thing. But mm-hmm. I believe that if you put enough energy into something, time and effort, and you really want it that bad, then you shall receive it. For example, of course, I wanted to appear on scrubs and it happened like, 
yeah. just fortuitously, the three outfits I took down to the studios in Sydney, there was the onesie and two other shirts and pants that weren't allowed to go on because the way the pinstripes were, they were too reflective to go on set. They're like, what else have you got? I go, I've got this onesie. And like, well, get in there. And it's funny, like, how that evolved into me talking to Mark, I'm the host. I made him laugh. Go yeah. back, listen to my conversation with him. It's freaking hilarious. And then I woke up after the episode aired a few days later and Donald Faison's inboxed me. I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, this has to be, we called it, like, a G-up. This has to be a someone's playing around with me here. Right. And uh, Joel Monique uh, said, you, I reached out as well. I'm like, holy fuck, like. And even Zach Breff shared that me on the show in his story. I'm like, this, this is weird, man. And someone made a Reddit thread out of me. It's just like mega mind on mastermind and photo of my head. Is that fucking big? <laughs> Top comment was, Oh geez, that guy looks like a thumb. Like, thanks guys. <laughs> Pieces of shit. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I, I, I giggled. Negativity on the internet. I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'd, I'd roasted all of them. <laughs> being Australian, yeah, sure. being Australian does help, but it was, it was yeah. crazy. And you know, like I know every episode I speak about this, it's because I'm fucking proud of it. Like you should be. And like it's it, it's it's funny. Um, you know, I, I'm well on my way, and I I've always wanted to I always wanted to be a journalist because I do enjoy writing. But I thought, well, there's a different way I can entertain people, and if I can have if I like, man, if I was on a radio station, like in a paid role, that's the ultimate goal for me. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Even if yeah. it's even if it's some backwater town in country Australia, that'd be great. And I might have an opportunity now to go live on a show in London via obviously the internet and do it from here. But uh, the guys at Pulse Talk Radio in London are giving me a chance to uh, to hop on their airways. So good start. That's um, amazing. And I got to talk to those guys about getting set up and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And but and that this stuff never happens unless you follow your dreams. You never would have got on the Super Bowl screen without doing your thing. So I've said mm-hmm. it many times before to anyone out there who might have been putting something off because of fear or whatever, like there is no point taking the greatest ideas to the graveyard. Because yeah, you know, if you want to invent that thing, if you want to, I don't know, go on a holiday, if you want to do a backflip, whatever it is, just do it. Now yeah. I'm gonna use that as a segue. Yeah, so yeah. we're just talking about the positive vibes. And now we're going to go into a first world problem category that I think you know what's coming up. Sure, yeah. So this, this podcast has two main features. It's got great storytelling and uh, we have a, a moan, a whine, or we call it in Australia here, we call it having a sook. And I was wondering, <laughs> Mike, would you like to have a bitchy with Mitchie? I would love to, man. Absolutely. I'd, if you don't mind, though, I would like for you to go first. Okay, okay. Because yeah. you were you were teasing this in oh. in pre-roll and I was and I'm very excited to hear this story. Oh fuck's sake. So where <laughs> I live, where I live, it's it's called it's called Curry Curry. Um I don't have to live here, I choose to because it's work adjacent for me. Anyways, place is a fucking shithole. Anyway, right? so I'm up at the shops before getting my groceries and in Australia, people on welfare, we call them houses. So I like, live in housing mm. commission or houses. To speak Australian, you put an O on the end of everything. Like, go to the service station for servo. Go to the, you know, where it's my friend David's Davo and whatever. So these houses, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're always methodic. Fucking me, yeah, no, fuck me. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so I'm down there getting my groceries and uh, stuff for the for the weekends, night shifts, and this person was like paying for their cigarettes with change. It's like, fucking hell. It's like, yeah, twenty cents here, twenty cents anyway. So. <laughs> 
She's all, yeah, you know, have a, so we call them darts. Can I have a pack of darts? Can I have a Winfield Blues or Winnie Blues? I want to fit Winnie pack of 50 Winnie Blues. And I'm thinking, <laughs> fuck, she, she's got a deeper voice than all the men in my life. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so she's bought them or she's, she's asked for her and the ladies proceeded to give them to her. It'll be $42.50. A few weeks ago, they were $38. What's a fucking go there? And she had the exact <laughs> amount of change ready to pay for the price that she thought it was ready to go. And, oh, I can't believe this. This is fucking, fucking horse shit. And that's soul crushing, man. Well, I'm looking there going, oh, just get a smaller pack, you dumb bitch. Oh, no, no, no. She sounded like a dumb bitch osaurus. And it was like, and the bitch he was, was that, like, if you want to do that, if you want to budget for that. I know people are struggling. I get that. And yeah, my, my heart goes out to those who are of lower socioeconomic status. Of course. And, but like, and then she proceeded to abuse this woman who wouldn't give her the, the dart. I'm like, and the manager comes down and says, you guys are all fucking this and that. Rah, rah, rah. I've never seen a gun without teeth in it go off like the way she did. It was ridiculous. So, <laughs> and by doing that, she, they probably added about 30 seconds, sec, seconds to a life. Oh and uh, oh man, I just, I walked out of there and then it was like, fuck me, I hate this place. And then I kicked my toe, my tin of spaghetti fell out of the bag I was carrying. <laughs> and then some kid laughed at me. I was just like, oh, fucking curry curry, man. <laughs> wow. So my bitchy <laughs> was is that these soul-crushing Hauso dickheads are just, uh, oh, I've got another story about Hauso's. Can I share another one while I'm venting? Please. please? Oh, yeah, please. Oh, so I used to I used to work for a local council, and which is like your, your, your area. So like it's like a whatever, you know. So we I live in the council of Cessnock and there's the council of Maitland and so on. So this other particular council I worked on, my job was to go out and inspect the, you know, I'm a road worker by trade. So someone goes, oh, there's there's a problem with the footpath or the road or whatever. My job was to go out and inspect it, program the works to be done or fix it myself. So this one day I'm in this house area, like there's fucking bogans everywhere. Houses are bullshit. <laughs> now I've got a two and a half ton steel ute with yellow flashing lights. I've got a, a yellow shirt on that says Maitland Council on it. And I've got, um, you know, you couldn't tell, you couldn't miss me. I was like, I was the most obvious thing you've ever seen. So he gets <laughs> out there and uh, this gentleman's like, excuse me, mate, you work for the council. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh no. Uh, yeah, mate. Hey, yeah. I'm the one who uh, called up about this, uh, this hole in the footpath here. I'm like, okay. Yep. Cool. So yeah, legitimately there was an issue, not a problem. Couldn't fix it there and then. So I made it safe. I put a fence around it and, um, barricaded it off and he's like mate i've got a got a question for you Fuck yeah yeah mate what's up yeah what i don't pay you know why don't it take you so long to get here i don't pay my land rates for you to take so long now this guy lives in public housing as well so wow. his wife's like land rates you're a third generation house are you fucking it don't worry about him darling he doesn't know what land rates are and then <laughs> oh, no. walked off i'm like <laughs> like this I'm just about to crack. Then I sit in the ute, the truck, and I laughed that hard. I had two and a half tons of steel shaking from laughter that much. It was, <laughs> oh, mate. And this, it's soul crushing. It's absolutely soul crushing. But uh, it's crazy. Uh, to any houses yeah. out there, please don't be like these ones for fuck's sake. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> that's That's crazy, man. I mean, a lot of these, like, a lot of these issues that I have, man. So <laughs> I usually try to keep things as positive as I humanly can. Um, 
but sometimes it is it is easy to get annoyed you know and of course these are all first world kind of issues you know this is an issue that happened that happens to me quite a bit um after comedy shows and it's pretty annoying um so actually i would say it's very annoying if you're gonna do this just don't do this um you know there's people that'll come up to you after a show and be like hey man you're really funny you know whatever and of course i love that that's great thank you so much thank you for telling me you know whatever there's something about my face or who i am or something I'm not 100% sure what it is, but people love telling me who I remind them of. And and the truth <laughs> of the matter is, I don't care. <laughs> like, like, whoever you think I look like, act like, talk like, sing like, you know, anything, I don't care. You know, like, you know, like, for example, um, you know, somebody, somebody most recently, I was at a comedy show last week. Um, and you know, I, it was a killer show. We sold the place out. It was awesome, you know, and, um, this guy came up to me and granted he was drunk and, you know, I gave him way too much time because now is part of this, my problem. Yes, of course it is because I should find a way to just be like, all right, man, well, see you later. And then just go somewhere else. But I'm too, I'm, I I don't want to be rude to people when they talk to me. So, you know, he's just like, Hey man, you were really funny, man. I really enjoyed this joke that you said. And I'm like, Oh, great. Thanks, man. He's like, you know, you know, you kind of remind me of uh, Mitch Hedberg. And I'm like, okay, cool, man. That's really awesome. I don't look, sound, or have the cadence of Mitch Hedberg at all, by the way. Um, I look, talk, and act just like how you're listening to this podcast right now on stage. Um, And (laughs) if at any point during this podcast you're like, wow, he reminds me of Mitch Hedberg, then I'd be very surprised. Um, So... Uh, he's like, wow, man, you know, you, you kind of remind me of Mitch Hepburn, but like, also like, you know, you kind of remind me of like this guy, but like a little bit better. And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, it, it, you don't need to make this like cocktail of comedians to like, (laughs) to like perfectly mirror who you think I am. Like you could just tell me I'm funny and be done. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a big deal. You You know, you need an Australian there to, uh, See, we as Australians tell it exactly how it is, is you know this. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's the thing that is great about Australians that I've noticed uh, just through talking to you is like, which is also part of the reason why I think you're so funny is just because like you just say things so straightforward, like an American would would walk on eggshells to get where you're saying oh, something. I, see, that was me. I'd be like, can't leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> in, obviously, obviously, they're fans and you don't want to upset them. But of course, can I, can I just off the top of my head, can I tell you what I think would be a great way to Please. come back at them? Hey, man, yeah. you're a Mitch, you're a mommy of Mitch Hedberg. Who? <laughs> who? Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so funny. You remind me of uh, you remind me of a young who? Who's that? And Who's then they that? get then they go to get their phone out to Google and show you. Go, go, go. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's the thing, man. It's like there's just something about me and about my face or like whatever where people or are always like you talk you look like this guy or whatever, which is why I open with with a joke about how how I look like a certain person or a certain character from a Disney movie and um and it gets a great laugh but what i've also noticed is that the reason why i also say it is so people don't come up to me afterwards and go you know what you remind me of and i'll be like i just did a joke about it like i i did the best version of whatever it is you think is funny i did the best version of it like you know so um so it's one of the reasons why I do that joke. I mean, also it's just because I, I think the joke is funny in general or else I wouldn't keep doing it, yeah. you know, but, but anyway, you know, that's kind of the thing. It's like people, <laughs> I'm sure this happens to, I'm sure this happens to you, Mitch, where like, you know, I, I it, like Kevin, Kevin James, uh, this, so there's a Kevin James joke in King of Queens. That's that I really relate to where, his wife in the show is like, is like, man, like this person told me that I look like JLo and I don't look like her. Like I don't have as big of a butt or whatever. And he's like, what are you talking about? That's a perfect person to be compared to. Like, you know who I get compared to every single fat guy that's ever been in a movie ever. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> like, and that is so true for mm -hmm. me. Like, it's just like if a guy has ever been fat and in a movie ever, that is who I get. Like, you know, you look like Kenan Thompson. I don't see it, but for some reason they do. Like, it's it like, makes no sense. I get said so I'm because I'm a bald man. I get compared to, you know, what a tow ball is. You know, you tow your trailer with at the back of oh, the yeah. car. So mm -hmm. at work, they call me the human tow ball. You remind me of the shit I used to on the back of my car tow my trailer <laughs> with. I'm like, and so you know what you know you remind me of? <laughs> the person I walked away from last time. See ya. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, you know, it's, it's pretty it's, great. It's hard. It's hard to find that, that, that position between like, you know, I don't want to, obviously this guy is a fan and digging my vibe and I don't want to be rude. Right. Of course. But, so you've got, you can either get your phone out and pretend to be on it as you're walking through the corridor. You could be like, um, Hey man, look, appreciate it. I've got to go. Thank you. Keep going. Yeah. Or just it's like, kind of like, I mean, my my best friend kind of told me this where he's just like, look, man, at the end of the day, people are just trying to be nice and they're trying to relate to you. And I was like, yeah, I get it. But there's nicer ways of trying to relate to somebody instead of saying you look like some fat guy from TV. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can just it. be like, you can just you, say you're funny and you're talented. You, you know what I mean? Get a shirt that says I'm not that guy on TV or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you could start like a series of like uh, merchandise for your podcast. For that. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things I used to put on my Twitter and my Instagram bio was I'm the guy from that thing that you saw once, you know, because like that's usually what everybody comes up to me for. They're like, I know you from somewhere, but like I can't put it. And, and, and dude, I am not that guy. Like I used to be like, maybe maybe like six or seven years ago i was really proud of like this this show that i was doing for disney channel i was really proud of it and uh well it was it was picked up by radio disney it wasn't like a disney channel show but it was picked up by radio disney uh and i and so somebody at a mexican restaurant recognized me and they were like hey i know you from somewhere and i go well yeah i'm an actor I, i'm on this show and they're like 
didn't you go to this school <laughs> or whatever? And I'm like, I am never telling anyone I'm an actor That's deflating. ever again. That's very deflating. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm never telling anyone I'm an actor ever again. And so, so now if anyone's like, you remind me of somebody, I'm like, yep, the kid from up, right? I look just like him. All right. You, see you later. You could, like, you could like, you could have fun with it and say, oh yeah, I was in Armageddon and just get people to think, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I did a film I played with the that. asteroid. Yeah. I played the asteroid in Armageddon. <laughs> I was the beanbag in American Pie. Like, <laughs> that's very funny. You, you could have you could have fun with it, man. Did I see you on something once? Yeah, man. I um, I'm a, I'm on a, you know, Pornhub.com and just 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 search for Big Mike and you'll see me there. <laughs> funny oh my god you could do I that i would never say that i would never say that but did that's i say so you in some inside your mama what's up <laughs> high five just to the guy that's like what <laughs> and yeah. then he high fives yeah. like man you just high five me banging your mom what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> just bring it right back to him oh my god that's so funny oh, my cheeks have yeah. hurt this last little while yeah man um no, so it's that's what I do. That's the, that's the hope. I, I love, I love this chemistry that you and I have, Mitch. It's great. You bring up the silliness in me and I bring up the silliness in you. It's the best type of podcast in my opinion. You know, we will be working together on future. Uh, Hell yeah, definitely. But yeah. Uh, we'll start to wrap things up there shortly. Cause I've got to have, yeah. I'm going to, I've got to make my omelet and sleep this afternoon for night shift. So sure. And, of course. Uh, but I just want to ask you, so if people want to check out your work, where mm-hmm. can they find you? And um, I don't worry, I'll make the correct spelling in the bio, but uh, yeah, just for those who are on the run at the moment, where can people find you and all your material? Of course, yeah. So uh, you can find me on, basically, the, the easiest way to find me is through Instagram. So Instagram.com, at uh, Mike Valdez is my Instagram handle. I'm on Twitter at I am Mike Valdez. You can go to whoismikevaldez.com to find out the answer to that question. And that's where you can find like comedy clips, things like that. And also um, my podcast is called Childlike at Best with Mike Valdez. Um, I'm sure that'll be linked below as well. And, uh, and also if you're into music and you want to listen to a uh, piano-driven rock and roll album, I have a band called Mike Valdez and the Noise, and we have an album called Dreamer that is available on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you listen to music. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. As if that wasn't enough, I think that is it. <laughs> and if you search Mike Valdez on Google, you will get just about everything. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's, it's funny yeah. how like, so thanks for sharing. It's funny how like of course. when you start to do this stuff, you have to you know promote your brand. Yeah, and um, you know, when I say life's a Mitch, you're like, oh, that's funny. Exit <laughs> stage left. I'm like, right. It's like you know, but when you just you know, do you ever get sick of saying your own name like Mike Valdez, Mike Valdez? You know, it's, but you have to do it. It's part of the branding. Yeah, I mean, I I don't like it, but I also developed like I developed a callus. You know, like I don't love it. You know, but. It's just um, as sad as it sounds, Mitch, I just look at it like a business, Yeah. you know, and the, the only weird thing about it is that this business is also a person with feelings, you know, but 
Um, but it, it certainly is, you know, it's just, I just say my name. I, I mean, it's one of the reasons why my band names were never, never had my name in it until recently where I was just like, I think I just need to, you know, put my name in this because, because I was writing all the music anyway, I was writing all the music and, and my band members were changing. So it like made no sense that we were a band, you know, like, it's just like, so then I was like, well, Mike Valdez and the noise, like, usually if you go to a Mike Valdez show nine times out of 10, Mike Valdez will be there, you know? So how well, good like, would it be to be there on the, on the one show? He's not there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had to see Mike Valdez, in the, we had to see Mike Valdez <laughs> in the noise, but there's only noise here. <laughs> yeah. There's just noise. Like there's nothing. <laughs> there's a, there's, there's no there's, Mike Valdez. There's a joke in there somewhere. It's just like, yeah, uh, that's so good. Oh, I um, Yeah, dude. I, I, yeah, I, but yeah, I, I completely understand it'll, you'll get used to it. You know, once you, I mean, I've been, I've been doing this for like way too long. So like at least 20 years. So you're my, do you know who you remind me of? (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to finish that because I don't know. That's so funny, dude. I mean, now I'm curious. (laughs) Um, well just for, not not for the way you look but the way you present yourself so sure this isn't this is nothing to do with your appearance i mean yeah you remind me of a young mitch kelly handsome full of wit and ready to go <laughs> yeah, i love it <laughs> that that is 100 where i was hoping you would go and that's where you went so i love that <laughs> in, <laughs> just in terms of like entrepreneurship and like how wide of a range of skills you have you remind yeah. me of kevin smith just in the fact that like he spun a lot of plates um he's yeah. a funny guy you know he's a yeah. music he's a movie maker he's obviously an actor a host yeah. web podcast all this stuff and this eclectic range of skills that he has mm-hmm. is like you know obviously the person who loves the sound of his voice the most he says it all the time and yeah. um you know i i would love to meet kevin one day and i love his Me podcast too. fat man beyond with mark Leonardin as well like some of the greatest yeah. um you know comic minds pop culture minds in the industry that um so so here's the thing when when you say kevin smith you know with you know with me and and all the things that i do that that is a huge compliment for me if any you know anyone is like you know anyone says like kevin smith donald glover you know people like that it's always a high compliment for me because those are the people that inspired me to be how i am in the sense of like it's okay to be multiple things you know like you don't have to just focus on that one thing um and and yeah man i mean kevin kevin is awesome um i would love to work with him one day or at least at least hang out with him but you know who knows man and i know i know some people in his circle now but i'm not trying to like you know not trying to cash checks yet you know, but but we're getting there. We're, we'll see oh, what happens. I think uh, if you like vegan food and love weed, you'd have a very good chance of uh, yeah. <laughs> meeting up with him. So, you know, yeah, you heard it from me. Yeah, I'll certainly try. If I I've never, if I met Kevin, I I'd, I'd look at him and go like, Can, "Are you my spirit animal?" <laughs> That's the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna be like, you know, who you remind me of. <laughs> <laughs> A young Mike Valdez. <laughs> a young Mike Valdez, man. That's who you remind me of. 
and he and he reminds me of a young Mitch Kelly, who's me, by the way. <laughs> nice to meet you, Kevin. <laughs> uh, uh, well, um, I think we've just got an episode title. Do you know who you remind me of with Michael? <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go, man. But thank yeah. you so much for your time today, sir. I'll make sure of all the of course. Are you kidding? This is such an honor. The correct spelling and stuff is in the bio. I uh, I got to go and do three night shifts in a row. So fantastic. But this episode will be part two of our conversation. Episode part one will be on on Mike's feed. So Mm -hmm. check out the podcast and um, here at all all places. And uh, yeah, I'll be tagging for sure. And um, thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Dude, are you kidding? This was such a blast. Thanks for having me. I'm going to be a good boy Eosaurus right now. (laughs) (laughs) Talk soon, man. man. All right, man. Talk soon.